0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Bulldog fans everywhere. We are back on the softball podcast uh, here at the Maroon Mic. I'm your co-host, Colton Watson, uh, and it is just me today. Uh, Our trusty co-hosts are predisposed otherwise today. I tried to get in something last night or this morning. Uh, It is Thursday afternoon, so couldn't get anything in uh, with all of us, so it is going to be just me today. But We do have a lot to talk about. We told you already, we've told you several times, it's softball podcast time. That is what we're doing. Uh, That's what we're here to talk about. We're going to not be here with you too terribly long today. We already, you know, gave you the introductions to our team for those of you that are looking uh, for that information. So if you want to check out our previous episode, you can hear about all of the hitters and pitchers that Mississippi State has to offer that you'll see in action this weekend, kind of learn about our philosophy and uh, kind of learn of about our uh, how we do things from a softball standpoint. Today we're going to talk about Mississippi State a little bit, but we're also at mostly going to talk about Arizona. I'm going to preview them. I've got all their numbers here. We're going to talk about what kind of makes them tick as a team. It's a very offensive team for sure. So that's uh, pretty exciting. For those of you that aren't aware, if you've been living in a rock somewhere, uh, tickets sold out extremely quickly for the Super Regional Games, all three games. Of course, the way that it worked, uh, you just bought one pass and you got tickets to all three games. So for some people I'm sure were buying tickets for one or two days and and might get rid of some for one or the other two days. Uh, I am one of those. I won't be able to be there Saturday. I did finally get my hands just recently, in fact, within the last half hour on a ticket for Friday. I won't be there Saturday. I will be there Friday. So uh, with all that said, very, very high demand. Um, there's a lot of controversy going on. You know, should you sell tickets for absorbent prices? And, you know, I'm, I'm a big free market guy, but there's a difference between doing business and uh, taking advantage of people. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of, you know, buying a ticket that you never intend on using so you can sell it for four times the price um, ever. And I know that just because somebody will pay it doesn't mean that that's right. And, and again, there's a difference between being capitalistic as a business And trying to make a quick buck as an individual. Those are two completely different things. But I'm not here to get on to stand on my soapbox about that today. Uh, we're not here to have an economics lesson. We're not here to have a morality lesson. We're here to talk about sports and namely softball. So we'll get into that immediately. Uh first, you know, I thought we might do let's let's kind of, you know, softball is a bit of a different sport than baseball. Let's get into the hitting preview first. You know, if if you paid attention to uh, any of the baseball pre-show episodes. You know, we do the pitchers and then we do the hitters and it takes a while. We're going to do the hitters first for uh, Arizona. There's a lot that you have to worry about and I'm not going to be able to name all of them, but I'll try to name as many as I can. And then we'll kind of comp- we'll also compare kind of their numbers here shortly to our numbers and then we'll get on to their pitchers after that. So, as a team, University of Arizona I mean this is shot if you saw these numbers for a baseball team uh, you'd be very very astounded and it's very similar for this sport as well. 3 they're batting 326 as a team. We are only batting 275. To kind of put that into perspective. Um, they have been a very very offensive team. They have hit 91 home runs to our 72. Now if if you think about this, you know, I think LSU, we're right at 95 home runs for our baseball team uh, through the complete regular season. Um, they're at, uh, like I said, 91. If you think of, like, some of those great years, you know, Arkansas had, like, a run just a shade under 110 last year through super, through super Regionals, okay? I think through the SEC tournament, you know, Tennessee's at well over 100, but there's a couple other teams, Florida, maybe LSU, around in the 90s. Guys, remember, all of these baseball games are two innings longer, you have two – so that adds up. If you're about a little less than a third longer for an entire season, that's that's adds up to playing, you know, 15 more games, uh, even though their schedules are similar other than that. So that and also I believe the softball is one week shorter because they start a week before baseball and now they're two weeks ahead. So I do believe their season is one week shorter. So 91 home runs, just to kind of put that in baseball perspective, is a lot, an awful lot. Um, I, I, I do – if I remember correctly, it's kind of the opposite of the baseball stadium. Arizona has a lot of the best home run hitters in the history of the sport. So does Oklahoma. Uh, several of the top ten came from Arizona. Arizona has been a softball powerhouse since the sport became, uh, was, was played in the NCAA. So I do think it's a little bit of a, of a dry air situation and, a, and a, maybe a little bit of a smaller part over there in Arizona. But, hey, they're, they're not going to cover off the ball. They're scoring six point one six runs to pair, compared to our four point one nine, excuse me, four point nine eight. So we're right at five, and they're about six point sixteen. So a little over, a uh, little not not quite a run and a half better, but more than a run better than us uh, per game. So that's you know not leaps and bounds better, but still noteworthy. Now this is interesting. So they're they've got two hundred fifty four strikeouts on the year, compared to our 265 now we've played a few more games we've played about eight more games than arizona has so 265 to 254 that's very similar now we have walked 192 times compared to their 156 so that is a bit of a you know that's a little less than 40 more walks 30 little uh, more than 35 more walks and just eight more games that's a bit of a a significant number so we're a little bit more plate disciplined, but not not incredibly much uh Again, it's, it's about a 162 ratio to a 138 ratio from strikeouts to walks. <clears throat> Going into some of these individual hitters now and there are several of note, several. and some of these numbers are very eye- popping. What I've got to imagine is their table setter, uh, if you just go based on slugging and batting percentage, their slugging this young lady's slugging percentage is lower than her on base percentage. If that tells you anything. this is a singles hitter I explained the concept last episode. Probably a slap hitter, a bunt for base hit type of girl. That's what she's going to be doing. Her name is Jasmine Perishika. Jasmine Perishika, 389 batting average. That is fantastic. We do do not have anybody batting above 380 on our team. 39 batting average, 414 slugging, 422 on base. No home runs and just 13 RBI. Low RBI and uh, no home runs despite playing almost every single game. That's, That's probably your leadoff hitter. Allie Skaggs. Allie Skaggs is one of the best players in college softball. Allie Skaggs, she's an infielder. 374 average, 822 slugging, 464 on base with 23 home runs, 57 RBIs. 57 RBI doesn't even lead the team. Uh, so if you chose you could a bit how it's really spread out, this team's very offensive. Izzy Pacho, 374 also, but just 644 slugging and 437 on base. She has 10 home runs. Very Again, very high average. and. You're, uh, Really, a lot of these girls have a high average, but 10 home runs, not quite as prolific a home run hitter <coughs> as her counterpart, Skaggs, but she is definitely capable of muscling one out of the yard. Carly scooping. I'm going to say scooping. I doubt it's scuffing. Scooping. 364, 770 slugging, 427 on uh, base percentage. That's 18 home runs and 54 RBI. So, She's one of three with over 50 RBI. So, like he said, they, they, these, there are some run producers in this lineup. Charlize Palacios, 344 average, 744 slugging, and 462 on base. So, she's really good at getting on base. 19 home runs and 59 RBI. That's your RBI leader on the team. So, you've got Skaggs with 57, Scoopin with 54, and Palacios with 59. That's, that's a lot of production in those three players. Paige Demier. 313 average, 625 slugging, 376 uh, on base, 10 home runs. Blaze Beeringer, 311 average, 443 slugging, 345 on base, just two home runs. Sophia Carroll, 202 average, a so very low average, it does have four home runs, but uh, is on base only 298. But she is playing pretty much every game. So that's, I wanted to include that. And then this one player, uh, very interesting. She missed about a month and a half, but In the in the past month of the season, she's been in pretty much all well less than a month really. It's actually it'll be right at a month this week. These past three or four weeks, she's been in in pretty much every single game. Her name is Janelle Miano. Janelle Miano, two eighty-seven average, two ninety-seven slugging, three sixty-three on base, and no home runs. So those are that's pretty much your starting nine. And again, it's just like I explained this with Mississippi State uh, when we were talking about them earlier. There's free sub. There's free sub. You're going to be able to see a lot of players because you don't have to worry about once I sub out one player, they can't play the rest of the game. That's not how it works. So there's – I didn't even name – let's see. There's two players I didn't name that have at least 25 starts. Another player I didn't name that has almost 15 starts. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. One of their um, pitchers has a couple – has a couple uh, at-bats – Oh, just a handful. It looks like, but still lots of players in these, in these games that, uh, aren't, they're making impact in other ways. For example, you know, they have a player named Allie Enright. She has 23 appearances, no starts, only six at bats, 10 runs. If she's only got six at bats and 10 runs and, and she's made 23 appearances, I'll tell you what that is right there. That's a pitch, a pinch runner, or maybe even a defensive replacement, probably both. Um, that and she's so they, they'll put in players to in different situations to try to give them the best opportunity to win the game. We're going to do the same thing. So, if you're going to see a lot of mixing and matching, a lot of chess and checkers kind of being played between these, these coaches as they try to uh, put, put players in a position to succeed. I mean, while we're on the topic of, of pinch runners and stolen bases, uh, all, none of the starters have more than one stolen base that I named, except for. Janelle Mionio, who I said who has been out part of the season. She's four for five. But then Jasmine uh, Perishika, who I said was probably the leadoff hitter. Here's another clue that she's a leadoff hitter. Ten for 13. I'll go ahead and tell you right now. She's either batting first or ninth. No doubt about it. She's uh, ten for 13 on the year. That's, that leads the team in stolen bases. Stolen bases. If you want to compare, uh, Arizona is 23 for 31 in stolen bases. We are – 27 for 34. So we're a little bit better, but not much. Uh, more spread out in our base running, though. We don't have anybody with ten stolen bases yet. Uh, but we have several with more than five, and, and several with a, with a few stolen bases. Um, kind of going into kind of comparing some of our players. You know, I told you that Ali Skaggs is batting above 370 with 23 home runs. Mia Davidson also above 370 with 22 home runs. Now, uh, if you look at Mia she is walking a good bit more than Skaggs. Mia's walked 43 times compared to 26 times uh, for Skaggs. And then Mia is striking out about the same amount. So they're both striking out around 25, 30 times. So very, very similar. They have, like we said, four players, five players, batting 340 or higher. And meanwhile, for Mississippi State, we've got two players, Chloe Malolulu is batting right at 340. Then Davidson at 371. We only have three players batting above 300. Uh, that's in the regular starters that started at least 50 games. We've got uh, one one other kind of uh, role player, Addison Purvis. She's batting 304. So very very offensive team. They are very much the better team at the plate statistically and pretty much all around. I think except for drawing walks, they are they're the. Power hitting. I mean, it's like some of these uh, SEC teams we've seen in baseball. They they hit the long ball, they get on base, they go up there looking to hit. Uh, and they're not scared to put pressure on a defense. If we go into now the pitching, which is as always of utmost importance, both in baseball, softball, whatever you want to uh, you want to talk about, pitching is extremely important. So. To start off with, they're going to have two starters. Again, most teams they have, they just kind of call them aces. You don't really have like a weekend rotation, right? It's not like you have to have three guys, uh, three girls that are going to pitch uh, every game of the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, routine. You know how it is every single time. For softball, you're, going to have, you're basically going to have two pitchers that carry the load for most teams, and then three or four more maybe to kind of patch things in between, right? That's just how it works. You, you can go on a lot less rest. You can throw a lot more pitches. We've been through this. So, first off, we have Devin Nets. She has a 368 ERA. 14 and 7, 120 innings pitched. So 14 wins, seven losses, 75 strikeouts to 42 walks. So not a not a huge strikeout girl. There are less strikeouts in softball in general. So let's let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Uh, it's a bigger ball. Uh, I think a, a little bit of a wider bat, too. It's easier to foul balls off. It's harder to strike girls out. And honestly, if you're being completely honest, they probably have better plate discipline than the boys anyway. I mean, let's just let's just be real. Probably much more patient than some of these baseball players you're familiar with. Uh, 251 batting average against for Nets. So not unhittable. Uh, she is not leading in any of the team categories. We'll actually get to that in a minute. Uh, other than wins, which is very important, right? Again, wins and losses are kind of – You'll see when we go over our pitchers here in a second. We're kind of deceiving for pitchers, but that's the only category Nets leads in. And then you have Hannah Bowen. Hannah Bowen, 380 ERA, 12 and 10 on the year, 121.2 innings pitched. 103 strikeouts to just 48 walks, so pretty decent ratio uh, for both for for her. It's about two to one. You've got about uh, one to 1.5 for Nets, so that's a pretty decent jump. And uh, when you go to Bowen, and walks and strikeouts. She has a two five seven batting average against. So again, not super unhittable. Uh, but those that's gonna do, that's who's gonna get the lion's share of the innings this this weekend for sure, no doubt about it. You've also got as I refresh my page and lost at my place. Jesse Fontes, a three oh four ERA. She's two and zero on the year. So again, probably not getting a lot of uh. Long, long appearances. She's not going to come in and go five innings more often than not. She has 16 appearances and just 27.2 innings pitch. Now, that sounds like a long reliever in baseball. If you have 16 innings, or excuse me, 16 appearances, but you've gone over 25 innings where you're usually pitching one or two innings a game, and you'd call that probably long relief. Well, in softball, you know, it's a more natural arm motion. If you don't have at least two innings per appearance, you're kind of a short, a short gap, kind of a stop gap type of pitcher. 27.2 innings pitch, 26K. So that's going to be your best strikeout pitcher right there. She's averaging right under a, a strikeout per inning to 12 walks. 183 batting average against, and pretty much all of these numbers, the ratio for strikeouts to walks, even uh, the batting average against the ERA best on the team. That's Jesse Fontes. And then Maddie Ellish is the last pitcher. They've only got four. Maddie Ellish is the other one, 4-3-4 ERA. She's eight and three on the year. So she's going a little bit longer. 31 appearances, 77 innings pitched, uh, 39 strikeouts to 17 walks. So not, not a ton of strikeouts, but pretty decent control there. 17 strike, uh, walks and 77 innings, 317 batting average against. So she's very hittable. I mean, she's giving, I mean, if, if a hitter had a 317 average, you'd take that any day of the week. So that's their entire staff. So now I'm going to uh, kind of review. We already talked about Annie Willis and Aspen Wesley. Uh, they're very, very important to our team, and they're going to be important if uh, we punch our ticket to the Women's College World Series this uh, this weekend. Annie Willis, 244 ERA, 9-8 on the year. So I kind of wanted to show you, 244 ERA is better than anybody on Arizona's team, but her record is worse than both of their starters. Not by much, but still, it, it's a crazy game. 9-8 on the year, 136 strikeouts to 59 uh, walks. That's really good ratio for softball, especially, and that is done in 126 innings. So this is the only pitcher we've talked about that has better than a strikeout per inning. So that you would call her a strikeout pitcher for sure, as far as softball goes. Then Aspen Wesley, 2.93 ERA on the year. She's nine and seven, um, 76 strikeouts to 27 walks. So that's pretty pretty good walk numbers uh, for her work, because that's a in 98 innings, just under 100. And then we talked about Kenley Hawk. She's a 305 ERA, also has thrown 98 innings, uh, 104 strikeouts to 50 walks. So there's a pretty good ratio there, two to one on that ratio, but also better than a strikeout per inning. Our total team numbers is, I think, something that's very interesting. You probably could have picked up on this by just the comparisons. Our, Our ERA is 279. Theirs total is 380. So we're exactly, almost exactly one run better than them. Uh, pitching wise and they're a little over one run better than us batting wise so they're, they're again very interesting uh, maybe that home that home field advantage that's uh, stack the deck uh, mentality is the difference there right in two very similar uh, teams. We've got 391 to 179 ks to walks they've got 188 to 118. so way more strikeouts but we do have a few more walks. our ratio is 2.18. Okay, and theirs is – actually, I have to type it out real quick. I didn't write it down. 188 divided by 1. 1.8. Theirs is 1, 1. 1.6. So we're at 2.2. They're at 1.6 strikeouts to walks ratio. So we're better there. We have 6.8, almost seven Ks per seven K, strikeouts per seven innings. They have just 3.8 strikeouts per seven innings. So they're that's significantly less, 6.8 to 3.8. They are a lot different uh, than us when it comes to striking uh, girls out. Walks, we have a little bit more walks than them. We are at 3.12 walks per seven innings, and they're at 2.4 walks per seven innings. So a little bit less than one, one walk more per inning for us rather than uh, Arizona. So these are, again, in terms of they're a, little, they're a little over a run better, we're a little over a run better. Uh, they're a little bit over a run better. And offensively, we're a little bit over a run better defensively. There's a lot uh, to be said about these two teams. And just how they fought to get here. I mean, this is a team that went through a lot. They were also, for those of you wondering, not really good in conference play, not unlike Mississippi State. I, I believe Mississippi State was uh, 10 and 14 in the SEC. That goes ahead and tell you it's 24 conference games compared to 30 in baseball. It is very different. They were eight and 16. They have a better overall record, but their conference record was a good was a couple games worse. They're 36 and 20 on the year. We're 37 and 25. Uh, 25 and 10 at news park. Very, very interesting. 25 and 10 at news park. We've been very, very good at news park. Uh, I think I can find their away record. Their ray record is seven and eight. Seven and eight. They have a losing record on the road. We have a very good record at home. A 25 and 10 record. Uh, that, you'll take that win percentage. Uh, any day of the week, right? What's that? Twenty-five out of thirty-five, seven fourteen win percentage all day, all day. So you really like to see that record-wise. Um, this is going to be a team that's fighting though. They have the players, you know, pitching-wise, they're they're solid. They're not dominant. They don't have anybody that's going to just give the game away though. Okay, uh, they don't walk the yard pitching-wise, and you know they have the players on uh, in the field and on offense to hurt you. Right? I went through those numbers. This is a team that's uh, that's used to being there before. This is a team that's uh, definitely got the pedigree. The coaches know how to coach. They've been there before. So this is definitely going to be something that's interesting to look at. I actually kind of want to look and see how they've done in the last couple of years. So last year they were 41-15. and 15. That kind of tells you. Let me see how they did in the postseason. They went 0-2 in the College World Series, but they made it to the College World Series. They beat they went to Arkansas in the, as the Arkansas hosted a super regional and beat them twice. So this is a team that knows what they're doing. They're also the team that eliminated Old Miss by beating them twice. So they've already they've played SEC competition before. They hosted the Old Miss last year and and beat them twice handily. Both both scores the same score, 12 to 6. Then they came in and beat Arkansas handily, 10 to 4 and 4-1 in so they they have the pedigree. That's just last year. And if I had to guess, uh, the year before, of course, we didn't play. But in 2019, this says 2019-2020. This is 8-0. So I guess that's back to 20. Oh, that's fall. They have a fall schedule. Let me go to their 2019 spring schedule. They went 8-0 in the fall of 2019. 48-14 and 14 in, in uh, 2019. This is a very, very solid team here. They also, once again, they eliminated Ole Miss in a Super Regional at home this time. They won a game uh, in the College World Series and then lost two more. They lost to UCLA and Alabama. They beat Washington. So this team has – this is trying to make it the third year in a row that they've swept an SEC team in a Super Regional. They have what it takes to come in here and win this game. We have got to be – or win this series. We have got to be on our absolute best behavior this weekend. Part of that starts with uh with y'all. That starts with packing out, news park being loud. It's I mean louder than you are in baseball games. The girls in the dugout are loud. It's a little bit of a different environment. It's more active. It's shorter uh, on the games. You're not, it, the you don't have runners leading off, so you're not checking the runner, and and th- so runners on base don't really slow things down. Um, it's a, even things like being a shorter walk from the dugout to the plate, it just makes the game move a lot faster. It's a lot more active. So you're going to want to participate, pay attention, and be loud the whole time. You don't want to be, you know, sitting on your hands or kind of just shooting the bull. It's kind of more like a basketball game that way. It's, it's just more intense. And I know that sounds crazy. You think, man, if it's more intense, why, why don't we all go to softball games instead of baseball games? I don't know. You should ask yourself that. I, I feel like softball games are really, really fun especially when you're good, right? And it looks like we are. If you hadn't heard, uh, we are officially – wow, hold on. We are officially the number 13 team in the Softball America poll, but I just wanted to point out there, Arizona – so they eliminated Missouri this year. I told you last year they eliminated Ole Miss and Arkansas. The year before that, they eliminated Auburn and Ole Miss. So they're trying to make it the third year in a row to eliminate two SEC teams. I mean, they and they're, they're in these last three years, they're five and oh. They've done it all three years. I just want to see how long that streak goes. That's actually preposterous that that's that that's been the case. It's uh, it's very unlikely to me that that has has occurred, but yet it has. Well, let's check 2018. That's just I had those pulled up ready to go. So 2018, they eliminated us. And then they got beaten in Super Regional by UCLA. So they played a, a conference Super Regional on the road, but they eliminated us in 2018. It only one game, they beat us um, four to three. And guys, Mia Davidson was on that team. Mia Davidson was there. We have other players that were there on that team. In fact, I can go ahead and click on it and look. Check out, check out what happened that game. It was four to three. It was a very hard-fought game, at the Pierce. <laughs> we had... Mia Davidson on that team that looks like the only position player and pitcher that was listed for them. Doesn't look like they had any players that jump out at me that were playing in that game. So that was a long time ago. So only Mia will have that, uh, kind of background. I'm sure there was definitely some players that red that year, uh, that or remember definitely some coaches that were on staff for sure that remember, but nobody else, uh, really, <clears throat> excuse me, nobody else, uh, We'll, we'll remember that. None of the position players, none of the pitchers except for Mia. But still, this will be – they're looking for the third year in a row to eliminate an SEC – two SEC teams, and they are 5-0 and in their other attempts. That's actually incredible. They beat Missouri twice. They beat Ole Miss twice. They beat uh, Arkansas twice. They beat Auburn twice. And then they beat Ole Miss twice again in 2019. This is incredible. So – that's where y'all come in. Again, I already mentioned it. You've got to be loud. You've got to be proud. You've got to be up on your feet, making noise the whole time. Uh, you're gonna have to make it hard, hard for them to play, hard for them to communicate because this is a savvy, a veteran team uh, with coaches that have been there before, players that have been there before. Every single player, pretty much on this roster, except for true freshmen, has played in the Women's College World Series. They've won a, a road super regional. They have the background to come in here and do some big things. Okay. This is kind of like Mississippi state. Okay. Arizona, and Mississippi state are very Arizona softball and Mississippi state baseball are kind of similar. You know how you feel when Mississippi state's in a regional that they've always got a chance when they're in the super regional and you feel like they've always got a chance. That is exactly what's going on. Excuse me. I'm trying to catch my breath. Frog in my throat. That is exactly what's going on here. Uh, with Arizona. They've, they've always got a chance. They've always got a chance. So very, very interesting game, uh, to say the least. Very, very interesting series. Again, the time of those games is a little bit odd, especially on Friday. But tomorrow we play at 11. Be there. It's time for bre- – it'll be breakfast with the uh, with Mississippi State, breakfast with the SEC, breakfast at News Park. It's going to be really good. We're going to get that win, and then hopefully we don't need a game Sunday. We can take care of it Friday at 3 p.m., and we'll play for a chance to win the Women's College World Series. That's what we're looking to do this weekend. Until next time, as always, swing your sword and hail State.